Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a guy all of us grew up knowing and, and loving. Uh, terrific guy and wonderful actor. You know him as Peter Brady. And you could follow him at Instagram at the real Christopher Knight. But also check out truelovethefilm.com. And uh, it's a great documentary, and Chris will tell us more about that. And, uh, and, and of course, check him out in the upcoming Brady Christmas special. Thrilled to have him, as always. Christopher, how are you? I'm very good, Frank. Thank you very much for having me. Well, listen, congratulations. You always seem to be working. Uh, there's a constant flow of work. Has there, has there been any time... Uh, in your life that, that you haven't felt like a Brady? I mean, <laughs> I know you, you've got a lot of work. You, you do a lot of different things. But, boy, I, you're, you're so synonymous with a show that so many people grew up loving. You know, it doesn't matter uh, if I'm, you know, I did. I spent 20 years almost completely a part of the entertainment industry when I was in the high-tech space. But never during that 20 years was, was Peter Brady far uh, from from me. I mean, still every day he intersected my life. Um, and ultimately, you know, it's, it's pleasing to be able to come back with the group and do, do something else altogether. Because again, working in front of a camera as a, you know, as a member of this, uh, unique, uh, family is something that, well, is a pleasure to do. And regardless of whether or not we're working together in front of the camera, we become family. Uh, and I'm always a Brady to everyone I meet anyway. Uh, so it was uh, quite quite a privilege to be called on to do uh, to do this very Brady renovation and use it as our 50th year celebration. So uh, it's been quite remarkable. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's amazing. The interest, I mean, I, you know, I tune in, of course, but I, you know, I'm into pop culture. I'm into what you guys do. Uh, and, and of course, the, the show, you know, keeps me close to that. But so many people are still so interested in it. And it was a, a big hit, huge hit, uh, the Brady renovation. I mean, just think about that. The, the, the house being renovated was a big deal because people, you know, people cared about it. Uh, it it's, uh, again, you, you haven't been that far from these folks and you call them family. Um, is it is it different working together on this kind of setting than uh, than you know other things that you've done? I mean, you've spent so much time together, you know each other so well. Uh, is it just like an old shoe that just fill, fits uh, well? And I mean, or was it unique in any way? Uh, you know, doing the renovation special. It will no. It was definitely it was definitely unique. Now, and I answer this from my perspective. Of course, I can't answer for everyone, um, but. I do think that when being asked to play your character again, uh, depending on the individual, you'll get different answers as to how difficult or how easy that might be. Uh, for some, it might be nearly impossible to try to play the character again for, for various reasons. For um, But working on a project where you're not actually playing your character but being yourself, honoring the history uh, that we've all 
shared together. You know, there's nine of us or was nine of us on one side and the rest of the world on the other. But it's something that we all shared together and being able to recreate, well, another character that um, had dissipated, if you will, the house itself um, and create a real place from it. Um, that reminds us all of home. I think at this point, the Brady's for all has transcended its entertainment uh, value and has become representational of unity and family uh, for all, well, all of America. I mean, it's the stereotypical Americana, you know, and everyone wishes they could have had a Brady family or uses the Brady family as a reflection of their own. Um, and at a time of all the division we have in the world right now, I think that the Brady's become even more useful as uh, as an aspiration of getting along and, and finding place and knowing that uh, that that there's something about it when it's something unique that we discovered in doing the show is that our audience wants to see us all together. You know, we're all friends and we maintain our friendships individual to one another behind the scenes, but what people want to see is all of us working together and getting along. And there's something about that that is very comforting to our audience. And I think that speaks loudly to something greater, and that is this aspiration that we can all, you know, uh, 50 years later, be a family and still be uh, a, a unit and still getting along. Yeah, just terrific. And again, if you're just joining us or if you're just turning on your radios a little late, Frank McKay here and go to at the real Christopher Knight and and follow him on Instagram. He's a terrific guy. And, and again, you know him as Peter Brady. Christopher Knight is our very special guest. Frank McKay here with Chris. Let me ask you about True Love, the film. And if everyone, uh, if you're not driving, go to truelovethefilm.com and you can follow along. This is a terrific documentary. And uh, let us, uh, you know, let us know a little something about it without spoiling it. But uh, give us a, a synopsis, if you don't mind. Well, first, it's going to be a terrific documentary. We're in the process of making it. But because of the power of social media in today's world, as we're making the documentary, um, we're going to be able to share some of its development and some of the experiences along the way through social media. And as we're in the front end of the documentary at this point, True Love the Film will provide you information on what our attempt is in doing this documentary, introduce you to the star of our film, Callie True Love, this incredible, remarkable uh, 16-year-old who uh, has a syndrome called Williams Syndrome um, that leads her with, uh, an incredible capacity for positive uh, positivity and love. And, and, the, and the way that she just brings people together is rather remarkable. Um, we call it her superpower. And, uh, and it's something that is, again, going in the same, on the, that same theme, you know, of a, a world in disorder, uh, having individuals cut through it and show us uh, you know, a new capacity or remind us of, of humans, our humanity, our capacity to actually love others and have that love show uh, a, a positive effect um, is comforting. And that's what we're going to do in this film. Uh, we are going to uh, uh, take you on a journey 
following Callie as she meets other individuals with Williams syndrome, with Williams syndrome, profiling all their unique stories, stories, and uh, showcasing their unique quality and capacity for love and acceptance. So, um, it, it's uh, it's going to be an incredibly so far has been an incredible incredible positive experience uh, for all of us involved in the production and we think it's going to be the same for an audience and we're looking at it uh, a release next year but again we're in the early stages of um of the production she's truly a remarkable individual get all the information um all deeper information at truelovethefilm.com yeah well go there and you can see a lot there there's like little trailers and and different things going on there and uh, but go to truelovethefilm.com and again Follow uh, Chris Knight at the Real Christopher Knight, and uh, that's at the Real uh, Christopher Knight, and that's on Instagram. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Let me go back to, uh, it, you know, the, the, the big questions, uh, it, you know, always about the Brady Bunch. First of all, everyone's trying to figure out. I mean, you got scientists trying to figure out and psych, uh, psychiatrists trying to figure out why it's lasted so long and why people have this fondness for it. And, and again, uh, as speaking as someone who, who does have that fondness, I, I was just talking to somebody else, uh, you know, wrote a book, you know, recently about uh, about the uh, the Brady Bunch and and you know everything that goes along with it, and I and I said, look, you know, the the criticism always was, hey, look, there's uh, a war going on, the Vietnam War's going on, there's race riots going on, there's assassinations going on, there's this, you know, and and my argument is, well, if, if you want to see those things, there's plenty of news <laughs> news footage of that. You know, what people wanted was escapism. They wanted to, to see something different. They wanted to feel good at a time that uh, that didn't feel uh, right. And and again, you've pointed to to nowadays as, you know, as, uh, you know, turmoil. I don't know what term you just used, but, you know, again, we have that. We have trouble all over the place. And I don't think anyone's burying their head in the, in the sand and, and saying we don't have those issues or we don't have serious issues. What what they're doing is saying, look, I, I want to feel good about something. And, and, you know, same thing with True Love, the film, uh, you know, that uh, promises to be a you know a, a feel good situation. It's uh, it's great that you're involved in something uh, like that. And but the Brady Bunch was not supposed to be about hey this is uh, there's a war going on outside. We all knew there was a war going on outside. We all knew there were uh, there were assassinations. We we wanted to feel good. We wanted something else to uh, escape from. Uh, how accurate is that? And and how do you guys look back Absolutely. on? Absolutely no. I, I think the Brady the, the Brady's is a warm blanket on. It stormy night um and, and like and, and Callie is a, is a bright light uh you know on a dark night so right. uh both are necessary and the Brady's have served this and and probably the timing couldn't have been better for the very Brady renovation because we are back to these uh, dark and stormy times you know uh times of division times that people don't know whether or not they can trust uh, their fellow man, you know, and of course they can. They just have to be reminded of it. And something like the Brady comes along 
and reminds them of simpler times. Now, mind you, when people say this and wish for the times like back in the 70s when the Bradys were a family, it's like, wait a second. Those those times back in the 70s were just as bad as they are now. <laughs> we were already ignoring that, 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 um, that surrounding feeling. We insulated ourselves into telling them the story of home and a family. And if you look at the life from the perspective of a five-year-old and a family protecting that five-year-old, regardless of what's going on in the world outside that front door, the family tries its best to insulate that child from all of it. Because the first thing that child has to deal with is his place in that family. And that's what the Brady's was about. It was about, you know, finding your place in the world. But home was that world. And it is for all kids initially. It gets so complicated when you go out the front door um, that those simplicities don't exist anymore. Coming back to the Brady house and rebuilding this place of warmth provides America a place to go um, to recharge, to feel secure. And though it was originally produced to serve as that place for children, we're all children in some ways, even when we're adults, and feel more like children with, the, with, with more craziness in the world and need a place to go, and the Bradys provide that. You know, I know you've been asked this a million times, so forgive me, but, I, you know, the last episode uh, of of the series after five years, uh, I, you know, was kind of uh, unheralded. You know, it just ended and there was no big send off. There was no big finale and uh, and everything there. I, I mean, your reaction and, and again, I apologize because I know you've heard it a million times, but, uh, you know, this is over. You know, you're going back into the into the real world. No more stage set, no more whatever. What was your personal reaction to to finding out that you were canceled and, and it was uh, everybody was going to move on? Was it relief? Was it uh, sadness? Was it a mixed bag? What was the what was your feeling? Oh, it, it was a mixed bag. It was it was everything. Everything has to come to an end, and I was sad that it had finally uh, come to that. But at the same time, I was relieved because, you know, the show was about little kids. And, and here I'm 16 going on 17, and that kind of plot, that kind of growth, that kind of writing doesn't fit for somebody now becoming a man on their own, right? Venturing into the bigger world, opening the front door and dealing with the difficulties that exist outside wasn't going to be something that the show uh, was going to do. And if it tried to do, would leave the show in the same place that it was at. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be serving the same purpose anymore. So the the um, the date of its demise was baked in because you're you're taking children through an arc, and once they're not children anymore, <clears throat> it's a different show, and or you put new children in the front end, and that's what began to happen with the introduction of Oliver was sort of an injection of youth again so that you could tell this story uh, of family through new young eyes. Uh, of course, that couldn't be uh, manufactured in any kind of logical fashion in an ongoing way. So the show was going to have an end. And that it came, it came at the right time for me in that I was only halfway through high school and I was, I was always driven to science. And there were things I couldn't get out of the school, out of the classroom, book-learned schoolroom that we had because I needed labs. 
and other things that we didn't have, you know, at the studio school. So by being canceled when we were, I had a year and a half of high school where I could pick all that up and, um, you know, scratch that itch and, and get myself prepared for what I thought was going to be a college career then thereafter, because acting wasn't something that I really thought about much. It was something that I was driven to by my, my parents. My dad was an actor and, um, it just, I got caught up in it though. I did, you know, I'm privileged to have had the experience and only later would decide to come back into acting. But I did spend 20 years away, uh, exploring my science self through high tech. Um, and, and still do. I mean, I still maintain uh, separate businesses to uh, satisfy those instincts that I have. And, uh, you know, I, I, but the performance part is still part of me. And, of course, I gained a family through the whole process in, in, uh, in these Bradys that uh, truly are uh, like cousins uh, at was- this point in life. Well, listen, terrific, uh, terrific job on everything. And uh, again, we got you uh, for a couple minutes. I know you're busy, but let me remind everyone who they're listening to. Christopher Knight, a.k.a. Peter Brady. Everyone knows him as uh, as Peter Brady, but uh, so much more to Christopher Knight than uh, than just Peter Brady, as he mentioned, 20 years away in, uh, in science. And I'm urging everyone to, to check out truelovethefilm.com. And, and you'll see uh, about the upcoming documentary and uh, about Kelly True Love. And it's just, it's, it's terrific. Just, just, just check it out. The whole concept is and terrific. Let's, let, let's remind the audience as well that we still have an episode of a very Brady renovation, the holiday edition, uh, still to come here, premiering on December 16th at 10 p.m. Uh, it's Monday at 10 p.m., December 16th. It's our holiday edition. The house is now obviously renovated, but now we turn it into... Uh, a Christmas home, uh, and we cook with Reed Drummond a Christmas dinner. Uh, we design Christmas decorations out of old pieces of home with Jasmine Roth. It's, uh, and there's a bunch of surprises and reveals true to form. Uh, as you saw when you watched Brady Renovation, there's constant reveals. Uh, it's a, a holiday edition of a very Brady Renovation. I imagine you're getting a lot of love on this whole uh, this whole special, this whole renovation special, right? Uh, people people walking up to you and uh, and and telling you how much they're enjoying this. It's uh, nostalgic at the same time. It's happening right in front of their their face. Uh, you're getting a lot of love on this, am I right? Yeah, completely. And you know something? It's a, it's an affirmation. There was so much love provided by Discovery and HGTV in the making of a very Brady renovation. It's proof positive that love in gets love out. Yes, so much love is the outpouring of Brady love that's coming our way because of our um, inclusion in this project, which is a love project of of HDTVs. That um, you know, I'm I'm encouraged that if people just choose to live with more love in their heart, they'll get more love in return. Uh, listen, terrific. I, I, again, everyone, check out December 16th. Uh, uh, for the first time, you'll be able to see the, the, the renovation Christmas special and uh, all the Bradys and their, uh, and all their glory there. And it's just a terrific culmination. Uh, uh, Chris, I'm going to let you go, but uh, thrilled to have you as always. And 
Uh, congratulations on everything, man. Just a, a well-spent life and, uh, and terrific stuff, and everyone has enjoyed watching you grow up and, and, and thrilled to hear that everything's worked out so nicely for, for you and, and also the rest of the folks. I mean, just, just terrific. Christopher Knight, thank you very much. Thank you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And again, to all of you out there, check them out uh, December 16th. It's uh, just a terrific series on the, the renovation of the, uh, of the Brady House and the, uh, the Brady renovation. Uh, but uh, check it out. It'll be the Christmas edition of that, and you'll be able to see Christopher Knight and, and the rest of the folks there. But check out truelovethefilm.com. Uh, it's a documentary in the making. You're kind of you know, here at the ground floor, and it's a feel-good situation. But also follow... Uh, Christopher at uh, Instagram at the real Christopher Knight and uh, he's terrific and just a wonderful guy as you could as you could tell but definitely check out truelovethefilm.com uh, thrilled to have him Peter Brady uh, in real life known as Christopher Knight and once again Frank McKay signing off we'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down it's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with the one and only Jeff Plate, Trans Siberian Orchestra, and, and so many other things. But um, right now, we're, we're right in the middle of their, their busy season. In there, uh, this is is the heart of Christmas. When you talk TSO to me, uh, that's uh, that's Christmas time. Jeff Plate, how are you? I'm doing great, Frank. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, so, same here. Uh, how are you? Uh, how are you guys feeling out on the road? Uh, you know, I, it, everybody that I uh, I talk to makes it sound like uh, everything's going pretty well, but uh, it's different when you uh, when you talk to somebody actually going through it. Uh, I, I, I imagine you're very happy with the response. It's been tremendous, to to be completely honest. We've we've always had great tours, very successful. A lot of people. There seems to be an added energy to this year, and I think people in general are are kind of feeling like they're you know they're out of the woods. Maybe things are getting a little bit more back to normal. So there's more of a, a relaxed, festive atmosphere in the arena, but. But the band itself, I mean, the band is, is just playing so well. Everybody's singing great. Our production staff did a great job of putting together a new show. We've, we've got, uh, you know, your typical TSO production and lighting and, and, and such. But there's some new video and so, some new lighting schemes. It's really, really, I mean, the show is brilliant. People that have seen us many, many, many times have said this is one of the best shows we've ever done. So we're very happy with what's going on right now. Listen, that's what I'm hearing uh, as well. Uh, we'll be urging people to check you out in Newark on the 27th of, of December, right after right after uh, Christmas. But uh, I'm, I'm telling you, it's a great uh, great venue, and um, uh, it, it's just I, I'm looking forward to seeing you, and so is uh, everyone else. So many of the listeners here. Jeff Plate here from TSO uh, Trans Siberian Orchestra. I, I've got to believe it's a big reunion. Uh, when you guys get there, almost like a, a second family, right? I mean, you guys do this, and you've been doing this for such a long time, and, and then when it, it, it's actually ready to go time and and whatever, I, you know, is it is there hugs and high fives and that kind of thing? Is it is it a family thing or is it just business business as usual? 
No, it's definitely a family atmosphere. I mean, a lot of people, oh, first of all, for people that don't know, we, we have two different touring groups, an East Coast and a West Coast group. Both groups have pretty much been intact for, for over 10 years, meaning everybody has been returning every year. So it becomes a very tight unit. And when we all get together in our respective groups and even even everybody at once when we start rehearsals, it really is just like some big family gathering, you know. But doing these tours with with this group of people, we not only like each other, but we work very, very well together. These these tours are very demanding. You know, we, we're doing eight shows in five days, basically every week. Uh, right now, I think we have 17 show days left, 22 shows, and only two of those shows are single show days. Hmm. So doing this at this pace is is a grind it's a lot of work everybody has to buy into it everybody needs to to do their job and you know you've got to learn how to navigate through this and we as a group have become very good at this and everybody shows up and knows the drill so you know you come out you do your job it's it's a fantastic show and a, and a fantastic uh, company to be a part of and carrying on paul o'neill's legacy you know we're all just very very proud of what's happened over the over the last 20 plus years but you know, in general, Frank, it is. It is a great family atmosphere. We all have each other's back, and there's no way we could make this work if we didn't. Yeah, I mean, even if you took the holiday aspect out of out of the whole equation, I, you know, I imagine seeing uh, for people 10 years, and, and some longer, right? But, I mean, uh, it, you know, both groups have been together for at least 10 years. Uh, you know, that alone is, uh, it would give it a, a reunion family type feel. But well, you add, add Christmas and Hanukkah, you add the the holidays and the fact that you guys are going to be spending holidays together. Uh, to me, that's got to be that's got to be this extra bond that uh, you just don't get in, in any other situation. And because TSO and I say this all the time, I mean, it's it's become as much about Christmas as the old um you know the uh, frosty the snowman and uh, and uh, and Santa Claus is coming to town and and Rudolph the red nose. Uh, you know as much as that used to mean to little kids, I, as far as a live performance goes, I, I I don't know. Maybe some people want to you know say this is like the Rockettes or this is like the Christmas show, whatever. But it's just different, you know. And it's and it's wrapped around the holidays. I know family members that uh, that go father son grandson even and and they go regularly they've been going for the last five years let's say and i i've got to believe that in each one of these areas that you you go to um even the people that you see backstage are kind of uh you know reunion like uh for for some of it are you do you do you get that feeling or does that go without saying Yes, I mean, there's a lot of the security guards, a lot of the building workers that we've, you know, we see every year, and they welcome us back. And 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 also too, Frank, it's like these tours seem to come around quicker every year. So no sooner do you go home, it seems like you're right back out there again. But yeah, it is it is interesting to say the least. And for for a lot of people, being away from home at Christmas is just not good for them. You know, we, we've we've been through a lot of people in this organization that have done these tours and just felt, you know, this isn't right for them because of family or whatever. But for the rest of us who have stuck it out, 
not only having the respect for each other on the stage and what we do, you know, in, in relationship to the show, but just off the stage, we've all become close. You know, we're all friends. We, we've, stay in touch over the year uh and speaking of working with somebody you know for a number of years i've been with chris caffrey since this started and you know even back in the sabotage days since 95 so him and i are going on almost 30 years of working together in this organization so it's you know he's, he's like a brother you know we're best of friends and we get together and we work and you know it's it's really really great so but it is an interesting animal just to be part of, of this organization and a tour like this, the holiday aspect to it. You know, we, we bring a lot of joy to a lot of people and the families and the, and the, the other ones, the significant others that are, that are home you know, while we're on the road, they know the deal too. So when they can get out to, to spend Christmas with us, that's great. But if not, then that's, that's just, kind of comes with this so we've all gotten used to it and we learned how to live with it you know, you know they're both uh great bands the uh, the west coast version the east coast version there's just uh, super talent uh, on on both ends of it do you guys interact uh, uh all that much uh, you know whether it's uh, uh through emails or, or some, some kind of social media do you do zoom meetings uh, uh or is it kind of just separate because uh, you know one one ends over there and one ends over here uh is is there an interaction between the two groups well as far as when we start rehearsing for the tour both groups are in the same building we we have east and west shows set up at each end of the arena where we rehearse so both groups you know in its entirety are there so you know there's a lot of people on the in the west group and the east coast for that matter that i really don't uh stay in touch with throughout the year but there's other people that yeah i mean once once we leave uh once we leave rehearsals there, there are a few people that we stay in contact with throughout and i mean jane mangini she is the keyboardist in the tsl west group and she's also the keyboardist in my band all terrain so her and i are in contact throughout the year all the time and you know it really like i said before it comes and goes so fast you, you see these people you wish them off on their tour good luck and all this and that and next thing you know we're, we're right back at it you know end of october beginning of november well listen we're going to be seeing you at the prudential center and uh, the East Coast version, and, and you guys are just uh, amazing. There's two shows uh, that day. That's uh, Tuesday, December 27th, and uh, it is a 3 p.m. and a, a 7.30 p.m. Uh, show. Hey, do the, do the uh, uh, afternoon shows seem different than the evening shows for you, or are they kind of just uh, the same? Uh, I think the only difference is a lot of times during the afternoon shows, you may see more kids because the, you know, families that come out to see us and they want to bring their children, that's a little bit easier for them to, to handle. Um, but honestly, the energy is really, really the same. Um, the show on, from our end is exactly the same for the matinee or the night show. But we find that sometimes the matinees, like I said, are, are have a little bit more of the younger audience. And every once in a while, you know, the nighttime show can be a little more wound up and a little <laughs> a little louder. But uh, but nonetheless, it all ends the same. Everybody loves it, and, and they have a good time. 
Well, listen, Jeff, congratulations to all of you. Merry Christmas uh, to uh, to all of you. Happy holidays to all of you. And if you can, give us a, a website to follow along and also an all-terrain uh, uh, website, too, or a social media site where we can follow along with all-terrain. Yep, JeffPlateMusic.com. That's uh, on Facebook. All-terrain, you can go to Instagram, look up all-terrain, look up Jeff Plate. Um, Rat Pack Records slash all-terrain. That's, that's my record label. You know, and, and we have a new record coming out. The uh, album is actually finished. Uh, news on the title and some other stuff are coming very soon. And hopefully by spring we'll have uh, El Terrain number two out for you. Well, we got to get together on that as well. One of my favorite bands, El Terrain. Uh, just absolutely great. Jeff, thank you very much for being here. Thanks, man. Take care. Happy holidays. Jeff played, everyone. Uh, TSO, you still have time to see them. 17 more shows uh, out there as, as we speak today. But uh, two uh, two shows, uh, matinee and, and a 7.30 p.m. time at the Newark, New Jersey Prudential Center. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with Megan Alexander, very talented lady. No matter what she does, she seems to do it very well, whether she's a uh, correspondent, um, actress, uh, and, and listen, now author, and uh, author of a new children's book, The Magic of a Small Town Christmas, and you can get it now. And uh, it, again, she's a lady who does a lot of things very, very well. Megan, how are you? Frank, I'm wonderful. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, well, same here. Same to you. Um, you got to be excited about this. I mean, uh, anything to do with Christmas is evergreen, um, yeah. whether it's a song, <laughs> a, a movie, or, or a book. And if, uh, if you know, this book uh, takes off, people are going to be getting it for years and years, long past you and me being here. Oh, from your lips to God's ears, Frank. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what's the origin of uh, of this in your mind? What was the genesis of uh, of of starting the children's book? Yeah. Well, so just to go back, I grew up in a small town. It was named Edmonds. It's outside of Seattle, and I had the experience where you bump into people on Main Street during the holidays. You know, the tree lighting ceremony, you don't have to get there hours before to park because there's plenty of room. And now I live in Franklin, Tennessee, which is about 20 minutes south of Nashville, also a small town. And we love to travel during the holidays. And during COVID, when we could not and we were all locked in our homes, I said to my husband, you know, it would be so neat to do a travel show about all the small towns in America and how they celebrate the holiday season. And those small businesses are really gonna need a boost. Um, already, even you know, without COVID, technology and so forth, I think is really you know boxing out our small towns and our small businesses. But I said, it would be neat to highlight them and bring it to viewers. And so I approached Up TV last year. They loved it. We did season one and covered the towns of Somerville, South Carolina, Branson, Missouri, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and Natchitoches, Louisiana. All very different, different climates, different traditions. Um, I had no idea that in Natchitoches, Louisiana, they have a book called The Cajun Night Before Christmas. Mm. And Santa is named Papa Noel, and he arrives through the river in a canoe pulled by alligators. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's so terrific. we're really, yeah, there's really some cool local traditions to do with Christmas that I had no idea about. And then season two, we are going to Ella J, Georgia, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, North Pole, Alaska, and Frostburg, Maryland. And, you know, having three small kids myself when I come home and I'm telling my kids about these cities and where I went, I thought I'd really love to put this into a format that small kids can take in and relate to. And what is that story time, right? We love to read to our kids at night. And so that is how the book, The Magic of a Small Town Christmas came about. So hopefully it translate wells, translate, translates well for our little ones. Yeah. Hey, uh, Pigeon Falls, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but is, uh, uh, is there a Dolly connection there, Dolly Parton? Yes, there is. We go to Dollywood, Frank. Yeah. And although we don't have Miss Dolly Parton in the episode. I tried. She is taking some well-deserved time off after filming a Christmas movie herself um, that she filmed in August and September. But I get the next best thing. We feature one of her best friends from high school. It's a woman named Arlene Teaster, who is the city manager of Pigeon Forge and has been city manager for 41 years. Talk about seeing the growth of that city. Um, Arlene shares some high school photos with Dolly, some photos through the early years and talks about what she has meant for that city because she certainly has done more for their local economy than anybody else. What do you what do you notice either similar uh, or, or the same uh, different uh, between your small town that you grew up in and now where you are in Franklin? Yeah, you know, I would say that our small towns do a really good job of of local businesses supporting each other and i think it's because they need each other to survive and they know that and so whether it's franklin tennessee or any of these small towns that i travel to you know when i make that first phone call to these small towns to decide if we're going to put them on the show inevitably you know it's usually the mayor that i call and he or she will say oh you need to talk to this person and you're going to need to talk to this person and feature this bakery and oh you've got to call pastor joe over at the local methodist church they just know each other and they're so eager and they know all about each other's lives that is deeply inspiring the other thing that i still see in our small towns no matter where you are is so many of these holiday activities are volunteer driven people don't get paid to work weeks if not months in advance of their you know christmas ceremony or holly jolly jingle fest or whatever it is it's volunteer but they do it because they love it they support each other they want to be a part of traditions that they can pass on to their kids and i think we're hungry for the fellowship and the community that these events bring so that's deeply inspiring to me that yes small business um small businesses you know need a boost and we need to support them but so so many of these activities are you can attend them for free and they're served by people that are volunteers you know we're we're either living in a a much smaller world or a much larger world depending on uh, which angle you look at it and it's really because of the internet and what's happened over the last 25 years and now social media and everything else Uh, but you know part of me maybe 30 years ago would have said you know that maybe kids in franklin would be uh would be more likely uh traditional believers all the way i'm i'm talking the wonderful belief in santa and 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 coming from a dad uh of four my wife and i have four kids and uh we uh you know it's so hard around here in new york to keep everybody believing to to a certain thing and everyone was there but i don't know it, it has that changed 
Uh, do you think? Do you think that the uh, the belief factor and the uh, the magic of believing in Santa and everything uh, is that different where you are in small towns than it would be in say New York, New Jersey, or L.A. Well, I will tell you what really um, stands out to me is that in our small towns, church is still the center of so much holiday activity. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's the, the, the Christmas choir that's preparing and rehearsing in all of these small towns. Yes, they have the candlelight service and they have the Christmas pageant, but they also have meetings in the basement for all of these holiday activities. They're making ornaments. They're making, you know, um, they're writing letters. Like in, the, in North Pole, Alaska, there's a big military community and they're writing letters to military you know friends and family overseas um whereas i spend time frank in new york city um often for work and you know there's i pass quite a few gorgeous churches on the way to cbs studios and they're empty they're not hustling and bustling during the holidays so i think our small towns have done a better job keeping faith and church the center of activity and the church itself just opening its doors to all kinds of things that are going on. It's just interwoven into life. It's just more of a natural thing that people do. Maybe it's thinking beyond themselves and realizing that life isn't just all about them. I don't mean to make a generalization no, because but, I've had many wonderful memories in New York, but yep. it can feel kind of selfish, you know? Listen, uh, t- terrific. No, that's I, I, I think you're right on. Uh, listen, congratulations on everything, not just the new book, The Magic of a Small Town Christmas. Uh, we'll be talking about it as we let you go but can you give us a website or a social media site uh where we could follow along with you and the book and the and the show yes so the book the magic of a small town christmas it is available on amazon and most of the big bookstores but i'm also trying to support our independent bookstores so go to meganalexander.com for more info and then the show airs sunday nights on up tv so up tv is a cable channel you can also get it through the philo app or the friendly app and again that tv show is called small town christmas megan alexander thank you once again for being here Thanks, Frank. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry, uh, Merry Christmas to all of you out there. And Megan Alexander, is uh, she's wonderful, uh, whether she's acting, whether she's uh, uh, corresponding. Uh, the, the work she's done um, on, on, all, on all levels is terrific. But get this book, The Magic of a Small Town Christmas. Uh, get two, in fact. Get one for yourself and get one as a Christmas gift for somebody. She's wonderful. And, uh, again, uh, just uh, thrilled to have her. Frank McKay signing off. Megan Alexander has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. This is Frank McKay. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.